Cain and Abel. And Adam knew Eve his wife, who conceived and brought forth Cain, saying, I have gotten a man through God. And again she brought forth his brother Abel, and Abel was a shepherd, and Cain a husbandman. So now we see how the children of Adam and Eve were now born, and that they were now out of the Garden of Eden. All the words which, are, which God had uh, expressed in their curse, which was, as we said, also a, uh, the roots of a blessing, had come to pass. Eve had brought forth children. Adam not only was working himself, but had started children likewise, how to work. And we can see that all the beginnings of human society had already thereby been formed. Cain was looking after agriculture and Abel, the livestock. They had everything necessary to have a reasonable life. In fact, we can say all the elements of a good roast dinner are to be found in the produce of Cain and Abel. I know nothing about farming, but it would appear to me, anyway, as a pure uh, observer, that there must be far more work involved in producing the fruits of the earth, in producing fruits and vegetables, rather than merely looking after cattle and sheep. And therefore there must be much more toil and much more difficulty in the former rather than the latter. And yet this curious incident happens when Adam and Eve and their children, no doubt sitting by the fire, seeing how the fuel was being consumed and transformed into smoke, and that smoke rising up into the heavens, it must have given the idea of the wonderful way in which they could symbolize their dependence upon Almighty God by offering things to him by fire, so that they should be thus consumed and taken up, so to speak symbolically, into the heavens. So the very first elements of religion are already established. And it came to pass after many days that Cain offered of the fruits of the earth gifts to the Lord. Abel also offered of the firstlings of his flock and of their fat. And the Lord had respect to Abel and to his offerings, but to Cain and his offerings he had no respect. And Cain was exceedingly angry, and his countenance fell. We may well ask ourselves why it was that Almighty God had respect to the offerings of Abel, but not to Cain. Because, as I think I've just pointed out, probably more labor was involved. And therefore, objectively speaking, Cain's offering was a greater and a more precious thing than that of Abel. Why should Almighty God have rejected the one and accepted the other? The idea is often put forth that since Abel offered a higher gift, offered an animal rather than a plant, offered the lifeblood, so to speak, of the animals as a representation 
of the uh, of his own blood and of the blood of the human race that for this reason the offering was more acceptable to almighty god but i scarcely think that this can really be the case in reality both things were necessary both things are the gift of god both things are acceptable to almighty god if one was not acceptable it could not have been because of the nature of the gift but rather of the nature or the state of soul of the person who was offering the gift. And this again gives us a, an important insight into our relationship with Almighty God, that essentially God does not want our things. He wants our hearts. And no matter what we offer to him, no matter how precious, that we have no regard to this if it's not offered from a pure and a loving heart, and this would appear to be the cause of Cain's rejection. Because the Lord said to him, Why art thou angry? And why is thy countenance fallen? If thou do well, shalt thou not receive. And if ill, shalt not sin forthwith be present at the door. This has been the reason of Cain's Rejection, And it's an important lesson for us all to realize. Even those of us uh, who are priests and who offer the holy sacrifice of the Mass, even those of us who are of the true religion and offer, together with the priest, the true sacrifice of our blessed Lord on Calvary, even although that sacrifice is of absolutely infinite value, ob objectively speaking, yet if we do not offer it to him with a pure heart, then the sacrifice will not be rejected, but we shall be rejected. And sadly, Cain did not learn this lesson. But rather he said to Abel, his brother, Let us go forth abroad. And when they were in the field, Cain rose up against his brother Abel and slew him. Slew him out of jealousy. This is the first murder which has taken place in the world, and it has occurred strangely as a result of spiritual jealousy in the context of sacrifice to Almighty God. We are constantly being reminded that, or by the accusation is constantly being made, that the, uh, the great wars of history have been caused by religion. And indeed, we see here that this is the first, uh, the, the, the first conflict, and it was precisely to do with this subject. Our relationship with Almighty God, of course, is the most important thing which exists. And the tragedy is that so often that we can mix our own motives, even with the highest and the greatest things in our life. Rather than converting in his heart, Cain killed his brother. And so often this can be the case with ourselves. Perhaps, of course, obviously less dramatically, but rather than convert, we feel a resentment towards others, we blame others, we find any excuse for our sins rather than accept our own responsibilities. This is what we already seen in the parents of Cain and Abel when Adam and Eve blamed each other after the first sin. And so we've seen it repeated right down to the present time, right down even into our own life.
And the Lord said to Cain, Where is thy brother Abel? And he answered, I know not. Am I my brother's keeper? And God said to him, What hast thou done? The voice of thy brother's blood crieth to thee from the earth. Now therefore cursed shalt thou be upon the earth, which has opened her mouth, and received the blood of thy brother at thy hand. When thou shalt till it, it shall not yield to thee its fruit. A fugitive and a vagabond shalt thou be upon the earth. Am I my brother's keeper? These are famous words. So often, of course, we refuse to accept responsibility for our neighbour. Even those of us who are religious are so concerned sometimes about our relationship with Almighty God that we do not demonstrate an adequate charity and consideration towards others. And yet, indeed, Almighty God will judge us, not merely, or maybe not even principally, in regard to our relationship with him, but rather in our relationship with our neighbour, in whom God wills that he should be found. As our Lord has warned us at the end of our days, on the judgment day, he will ask us and he will reward us according to the works which we have done, saying, you saw me hungry and you gave me to eat, or you did not give me to eat, you saw me thirsty and you gave me to drink, or you did not give me to drink when you saw me thirsty. And the judged shall answer and say, when did we see you hungry or thirsty? And he shall, and he shall say to them, what you did to the least of my brethren you did unto me. Therefore, already, in the very beginning of human history, Almighty God has demonstrated that he wills to be found also in our neighbour. And he wills that we should consider and care for our neighbour with all the solicitude that we should show forth to him. And Cain said to the Lord, my iniquity is greater than that I may deserve pardon. Behold, thou hast cast me out this day from the face of the earth, and I shall be hidden from thy face, and I shall be a vagabond and a fugitive on the earth. Every one therefore that findeth me shall kill me. See how, so often, when we fall into sin, we imagine that our sins cannot be forgiven that even Almighty God will not forgive them. We are so involved with ourselves, we are so absorbed with self-love, and so absorbed with self-pity, and always imagine that we are somehow or other a unique and a special case, that although we are prepared to believe that God is infinitely good and infinitely merciful towards other sinners, that somehow or other he will not be merciful to us. This is to deal badly with Almighty God. This is to deal with God himself unjustly. What he has said, we must believe. The words which he has spoken to us, we must trust and put in him a perfect confidence. 
The solution to all of our problems is to confess our sins and to admit our guilt. If we fail to do so, if we fail to avail ourselves of God's goodness and mercy, we will have unhappiness here in life and in eternity. For the Lord answered him and said, No, it shall not be so. But whosoever shall kill Cain shall be punished sevenfold. And the Lord set a mark upon Cain, that whosoever found him should not kill him. So the first murderer was protected by Almighty God. Even although there is no evidence that at this stage, at least in his life, that he had repented. But God wills not the death of the sinner, but rather that he should be converted and live. And this is another and a more beautiful lesson which we can learn from the sad and the tragic history of Cain and Abel.